You're listening to the Growing Up Rock Podcast with your hosts, Stephen Michael and Sonny Hollywood Pooney. Please allow me to introduce myself. I'm a man of wealth and taste. I've been around for a long, long year. Stole many men's soul and faith. I was around when Jesus Christ had his moment of doubt and pain. Made damn sure the pilot washed his hands and sealed his fate. <laughs> Pleased to meet you. Hope you guess my name. Oh yeah. But what's puzzling you is the nature of my game. I stuck around St. It's just another week in paradise. Sonny, what's happening? What's going on, my friend? I am doing well, sir. Good to talk to you. Another week, another fun episode of Growing Up Rock. What kind of fun and interesting things do we have going on this week? <laughs> well, you know, you want to talk about this word of the day idea? Hey, it's your idea, and I'm just going with the flow. Let's tell the fine listeners what we're talking about when we talk about the word of the day. So, you know, we've been doing, we're on 20-plus episodes on this podcast, and I've done a few others, and I'll get feedback every once in a while from some of my closest friends, and they'll say, you know, I heard so-and-so episode, and do you know that you said the word awesome 35 times? Or, you know, the, that last episode, all you kept saying was cool. Or, you know, so I guess I'll subconsciously, like, pick a word and start repeating it for whatever reason because I can't think of anything else. So I figured, I'm like, well, let me talk to Steven and see if we can just do a word of the day and repeat a word on purpose, right, and have some fun out of it. So today... The word of the day is phenomenal. So if you like something that you hear or you want to talk about a band that's really good, what you will say is this band is phenomenal. Just as if, I'll use it in a sentence, as in Hollywood is phenomenal. And it is phenomenal that you said that. Thank you. <laughs> so so just so we're clear, you're not the only person with this issue because <laughs> I, 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 too, am awesome. I'm um, that is uh, fantastic. Uh, what else am I? Uh, definitely things are very cool with me. That's very cool and very awesome as well. So we kind of use a lot of the similar words. But, you know, I'll take this one step further, uh, Sonny, and and I'll be the first to say I am in no way, shape, or form saying that it's okay to drink. But I'm just saying that with the right planning, a little bit of a drinking game could start to be played with grown-up rock episodes. I mean, you see where I'm going with this, right? (laughs) And I'm pretty sure that any of our rock and roll listeners, which is pretty much everybody, knows all about the shot game, right? So uh, if I'm understanding this correctly, every time the word phenomenal is mentioned on this particular episode, take a shot. (laughs) (laughs) 
just don't be driving and don't be at work, I guess. That's that's the two things I can tell you. So in other words, listen to Growing Up Rock episodes with your stereo cranked to 11, sitting around the house with nobody having to drive anywhere, and a bottle of Jägermeister, uh, Red Hot, Goldschlager, or your choice. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I mean, what's funner than boozing and rock and roll? For God's sakes, damn it. Yeah, <laughs> Suck it up. Right. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's phenomenal. That that's is, messed up already. That is freaking phenomenal. And we're off. <laughs> All right. So before we get into our theme of the week, Samantha, tell these fine folks about our phenomenal podcast. Everyone's got a rock and roll story to tell, and we want to hear yours. So go to our website at growinguprock.com. That's one word, G-R-O-W-I-N-U-P-R-O-C-K.com. Or visit us on our Facebook page at Growing Up Rock and tell us all about it. Please make sure you subscribe to our podcast, Growing Up Rock, and leave us a review on iTunes. Give us a like and leave us a comment on Facebook at Growing Up Rock. Thank you, lovely and phenomenal Samantha. (laughs) So um, pretty much everything she said, we really appreciate all you guys out there uh, listening and sharing and contributing. Uh, We would love to see more interaction out of everybody on our Facebook page. Uh, Oftentimes we go to the Facebook page and we post questions and thoughts because we're trying to plan a new episode and so a lot of times the questions and the thoughts play directly into the episode that we're recording uh, as you will see with this episode because we've asked for listener help and we've gotten some listener input on this episode and we will give shout outs regarding that Sonny we got a couple reviews you want to hook us up with some of that yeah so um Colin Francis wrote us a review. Uh, Hi there. Just wanted to say your last episode ballad to bombastic is fantastic or phenomenal. I added that. Uh, It has, it has turned me on to some old rock bands. I haven't heard of, uh, which is unusual for me. So at the moment I am checking out all the bands as we speak. Thanks and keep up the great work. So uh, thank you, Colin, for your review. And then we had another one from Jason Kearney, I was at a Tesla show here in Reno where I helped shield his mom. So I'm assuming he's talking about Jeff Keith. And she was center and up front of the show, and they played Mama's Fool. At the end of the show, he asked, my mama didn't raise no fool. Isn't that right, mama? Totally totally cool moment. So he must have met Jeff Keith's mom, maybe? He he did. He did. That's what he said. Uh, His uh, Jeff Keith's mom was in the audience. Uh, so he talked a little bit about that. Of course, Mama's Fool is a, is a song we played on the uh, Ballad to Bombastic episode, which I dig that tune so much. So yeah. Jason is always uh, chiming in, and we really appreciate it. So Jason, thanks for your input. Thanks for sharing. Dig it. We got some grown-ups of the week you're going to hit us up with now, Sonny? Yeah, so grown-ups of the week. These are the folks that shared us on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, Tom Zim. Long Box Scavengers, Restrained, Daryl Alber, 60 Minutes with Podcast, Tom Dust, our buddy Nighthawk, Jay Zablewski, D. 
Derek Novak, Podcast Rock City, our brothers. Uh, Save Rock and Metal, which is a Twitter handle. Finnegan Odell, Emmanuel Goldstein, Courtney Cronin Dold. Thank you very much. El- Eladio. EMZT Productions, which is a radio show, Alexander, which is a Twitter handle, Harry Sapotter, Decibel Geek Podcast, thank you, Jody Havnot, Potter Than Hell Podcast, our friends there, Richard S. Pearson, Andrew Jacobs, Chino Kura Rock, Tony Masalam, Jason Alexander, and Digital Kill the Radio Star Podcast. So guys, thank you for uh, sharing or retweeting us. A nice long list. We appreciate everybody's help. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen and ladies. I want to give a shout out to the following listener stories. So we had some people write in and contributed listener stories, which I have posted in the blog section of the Grown Up Rock podcast website. So that's growinguprock.com. Com, G-R-O-W-I-N-U-P-R-O-C-K.com. Go there, check it out. They are quick reads. They're not real long. They won't take a whole bunch of your time. You can read it right on your cell phone. They're cool stories. So thank you to Neil Bees, Stephen Edmondson, and our friend from Ages of Rock, Dennis Talbot. Over the past week and a half, I think, two weeks maybe, we've posted uh, listener stories from each one of those guys that are very fun and very cool. So we appreciate uh, you guys sharing your stories with us. As we said, everybody's got a rock and roll story to share. So share them up, people. Doesn't need to be a novel. You don't got to be a writer. So yeah, that's all about it. So this week's topic, we're going to get into bands that were influenced by the Rolling Stones. So this is, this is going to be a reoccurring series called Under the Influence. And this was something that I first kind of bought to the Decibel Geek uh, podcast when I did a guest episode with those guys, and we did an episode called Under the Influence of ACDC. And if you haven't heard that, go back to decibelgeek.com and check out that episode. Very fun hanging out with those guys and doing that episode. But essentially... A lot of the hard rock and metal bands that we like so much, Sonny, from the late 70s, 80s, and 90s were influenced by kind of iconic rock bands over the years. ACDC is one that influenced numerous bands. So today, we're going to kind of talk about the influence that the Rolling Stones, obviously an iconic rock band, have had over some of the hard rock and metal bands that we like so much from the late 70s, 80s, and 90s. So you on board with that, Sonny? You understand uh, the concept here, right? Oh, I love the idea. You know, I, I got into music later, so I found all these bands out about them later after I heard some of the newer bands that I was liking and go to find out that they liked other bands in the past. And so uh, I think it's a great idea. Yeah, and and I'll make it clear right now that basically the the bands that Sonny and I are going to play is really just a 
tiny sampling of bands that were influenced by some of these iconic bands. And it's not necessarily that the song sounds exactly like the band that we're uh, saying influenced them, but let's say that they were influenced by the sound or the image or even the show or the swagger that these iconic bands had at one point in time. So that's kind of of what we are looking at when we talk about influence uh, when we visit this. So before we get into this... It's time for the Crank It Up New Music Spotlight. All right, so for our Crank It Up Spotlight, I'm going to try to temper my excitement, but the brand new Jeff Scott Soto CD is out. Um. Boy, that even came off with excitement. I'm trying to temper my excitement. It came out with excitement. So by the time that this show posts, hopefully I will have the album review on our website. So please check that out because I plan on doing that. But uh, Jeff, uh, you know, he does a lot of different things. They just re- He just released Sons of Apollo. He's done funk-type things. He's done a, a queen homage. He's done all kinds of different things. But... When he's doing his solo stuff, it's usually melodic hard rock. And this album is a little bit heavier than that at times. And and then at times it's really classic Jeff melodic hard rock. There's even kind of a little bit of a more funky song on it. But top to bottom, love the album. You know, it's a skewed opinion because I love Jeff as it is. But usually if it's crap, I'll be the first one to say it. But this one isn't. And uh, the guitar players, Howie Simon, if you don't know who Howie Simon is, which most people don't, he's played with Jeff, he's played with Talisman, he's played with Graham Bonnet, um, he's playing with Ken Tamplin. He's uh, usually, he's kind of like a hired gun a little bit. He can play everything from Ingve Malmsteen to the Bee Gees. That's why he gets to do some of this stuff that he does. Um, and he does a lot of the co-writing on this album, which is uh, great. He plays most of the bass. And uh, the drummer is a guy named Edu Kimonato, uh, which is uh, Jeff's uh, solo band, uh, Normal Drummer. So it's a great album. Check it out. It's called Retribution. And the song that we're going to play for you is the title track, Retribution by Jeff Scott Soto.
Hollywood. That song is phenomenal. I dig. <laughs> I dig that song so much. That's a killer song by Jeff Scott Soto, and I don't know that I would have listened to it or heard it otherwise because obviously I'm not Jeff Scott Soto freak. You are, but that's okay. So, so yeah, I dig that tune. In fact, I offered that up to our friend Adam Cox for uh, a playlist he was looking to put together. I told him to try that one out for his playlist because that's a that's a killer song, man. I, I dig that tune. And and uh, let me ask you this, Sonny. Have you ever heard of a teaser? Because, you know, when you say you're going to do an album review, but you start drooling all over this song and saying that the album is killer, it kind of, you know, you kind of shoot yourself in the foot. Then people kind of are like, well, why do I need to read the album review? You just said it was killer. So I'm just saying, teaser, my friend, teaser. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I've written some reviews and sometimes I'll just put it out there for the musical ADD folks that, hey, the album's great, go get it, and then I'll move on. And then times I'll suck people in. So it just kind of depends on who it is. Boy, not only do you suck people in, Hollywood, you you give album reviews and then you got the people that are putting out the albums hitting you up on Twitter. And Jeff Scott Soto, I think, hit you up about something you said uh, earlier, didn't he? Yeah, because uh, somebody, uh, our buddy David Hudson from Digital Killed, asked if I was going nuts because uh, Sweet and Lynch and Jeff Scott Soto came out on the same day. And I tweeted him back saying, yeah, I'm on my fourth listen to each album. And then Jeff chimed in and said, that's what I call commitment, you know, that kind of thing. So, you know, these guys are active on Twitter. They're putting out great music. And, you know, I'm worried nobody will hear it. And he's got stuff like this on this album that's just straight ahead, like great rock and roll, hard rock. And then he's got a song about his brother who had a heart attack. And it's a totally emotional, just filled with love type song and they're on the same album and that's the kind of talent these guys have killer stuff go check it out all right let's get into this main discussion Sonny. what are some of your favorite rolling stone songs i would say i'm a casual rolling stones fan so uh you know i know they used to do a bunch of covers i know they had a bunch of hits but you gotta understand that the way that i found out who the stones were was on top 40 radio before i had any music And then, of course, one of the first albums I ever bought was Dynasty. And then I'm looking at the credits, and I see Jagged Richards. And I'm like, is that the same that I hear on Top 40 Radio? Like, these guys write music for other people? And then I went backwards, right? So that's kind of how I found out about The Stone. So my, if I would say five favorite albums or five favorite songs in no particular order, Sympathy for the Devil, Start Me Up which uh, there's just something about that song. Uh, Rock in a Hard Place, which you don't hear a lot of people say that one of their favorite songs is Rock in a Hard Place. I Can't Get No Satisfaction, which uh, I absolutely love. And then probably my favorite Stone song is Undercover of the Night. It has that 80s flair to it, you know, and I'm an 80s kid, so. Yeah, I think that's probably a little bit of the uh, MTV uh, generation having a little bit of an influence on you, so I can see that. Yeah, what about you? You know, I started to look over the Stones stuff and, you know, Stones, they've been around a long time, formed in England in 62 and been going strong ever since. The Stones and the Beatles were kind of side by side as those two iconic British bands, English bands. 
very famous. But for me, I'm a huge Beatles fan. Probably between the two bands, if I had to pick, I'm probably more of a Beatles fan than I am a Stones fan. But that being said, I've always kind of considered the Rolling Stones to be more of a rock and roll band with quotation, my air quotations going up in the air. They're just kind of, they, for whatever reason, they exemplify rock and roll to me, right? They were always kind of a little bit less cleaner than the Beatles. Does that make sense? Yeah, they're just, you know, they're they're living the rock and roll lifestyle, which the Beatles, you know, they're almost marketed like goody two-shoe guys when we found out later that they weren't. But they're kind of marketed as family, like they, they all look alike and, you know, people go see them. And the Stones were like the outcasts almost felt like. Yeah, but even even after they kind of got away from that and the Beatles got into their, their LSD and, and asset phase, which, I mean, for me, that was what I preferred more from the Beatles. I was more of a of a Abbey Road, Sergeant Pepper's kind of guy, you know, in that in that vein, uh, more so than the early Beatles. But the Stones, they always had that kind of um, well, they had definitely the bluesy foundation, right? That's what the Stones are all about is that that rhythm and blues foundation. And they just always seem to be much more of just a dirty rock and roll band. And maybe a lot of that was Keith Richards more so than anything. But I don't know. I listen to records like Sticky Fingers, Nexile on Main Street, and Let It Bleed. And and for me, when I started looking at some of my favorite Stones songs, I mean, I try to get away from the hits and try to get into some of the deeper tracks, but I kept coming. They had so many damn hits that I kept coming back to a lot of the hits. So, you know, just throwing a dart at stuff. I I love brown sugar. I love sympathy for the devil. I love give me shelter. I like a song called monkey man, uh, which maybe isn't as huge of a hit, but can you hear me knocking? Love that tune. And then maybe a deeper cut would be something like live with me, which I really loved a lot. So stones, I dig them today and it's you know they've had such an impact and such an influence on so many bands even if it's not obvious from the music they produce today uh so we're gonna talk a little bit about that we're gonna talk about the obvious bands like bands that you know were influenced maybe by the stones we're not necessarily going to play a tune from them but we're definitely going to give them a shout out and talk about it before i get into that I want to indulge myself a little bit because essentially it's it's our show and we can do whatever the hell we want, Sonny. So <laughs> I'm going to play this song from the Rolling Stones that they released. It was the lead single off the 2005 greatest hits record called the Rolling Stones. Grrr. That's spelled G-R-R-R-R-R. <laughs> Which is a great, it was a good greatest hits. I mean, it was like a three or four CD set. It had all the freaking killer songs on it. But this song is called Doom and Gloom. And you can go check the video out. It was lead single. The video has Mick Jagger playing guitar in the opening riff. But to me, this is just a straight up rock and roll tune. I really, really dig this song. 
especially from them at this age and this late in the game in 2005. I mean, it's not a not a heavy metal song or anything like that. And don't get me wrong, Stones have never been that, but definitely a flat-out rock and roll song and a good jumpy uh, melody line as well. So check out this uh, tune, Doom and Gloom by the Rolling Stones. song is phenomenal (laughs) (laughs) there you have it drink (laughs) drink yeah not that i ever jumped off the stones train they just they haven't hit my radar ever since like the early 90s probably well you know and and this is that doom and gloom song i think is the first time uh that uh jagger richards 
uh, Woods and Watt were in the studio in like seven years, I think it said. So that was the first time they were in the studio together in seven years. But, you know, I mean, Rolling Stones, not necessarily a typical band that we would cover on Growing Up Rock uh, because we were more towards the hard rock and, and metal. But definitely the stones are an iconic rock and roll band i think nobody would deny that like them or or hate them uh they're an iconic rock and roll band and they have absolutely had an effect and influence on bands that i know damn well some of our listeners like so so we'll talk about that so you want to get us kicked off or you want me to kick us off or or how do you how do you want to do this Go for it. You go first. All right. So I'll throw one right off the bat, which is um, a band that was never really huge. They were an English band, go figure, an English hard rock band formed in 84 in London. And originally when I heard this band or saw this band, they were called the London Choir Boys. They had a hit out at one point in time called Seven O'Clock, sounded totally like Rod Stewart in the faces to me. So then at one point in time, they changed their name. And I think today they're just known as the choir boys. And even early on, so this is funny, but even early on, they were called the queer boys. I'm not going to touch that with a 50 foot pole. <laughs> the but, record company you know, talked them out of it. Yeah. I, you know, I, yeah, I don't know whether that's an English thing or what. But anyway, not a punk band, so the Queer Boys probably not appropriate uh, and probably not appropriate these days anyway. Then they went and they became the London Choir Boys, and at some point they just shortened it and said the Choir Boys, which I think is what they go by now is the Choir Boys. So I picked off a tune from this record and it is the title of the record is this is rock and roll and the tune that I'm going to play is a song flat out called this is rock and roll. Uh, so let's get into it. This is rock and roll by the choir boys. Yeah. 
yeah, Spike has that raspy vocal that is all I hear. All I can hear is Rod Stewart. Yeah, without a uh, doubt, they're uh, yeah. they're 100% influenced by the Stones, influenced by the Faces. You can go either way with that, but well, know, the Faces were influenced by the Stones, so it's exactly. Yeah. I mean, and that's yeah. kind of how I look at it as well. I mean, Ron Woods in the Faces. You know, Rod Stewart in the faces, Ron Woods now in the Stones and has been in the Stones since 75. I mean, there it's just, it's all, it all kind of sounds similar. So uh, definitely a band that was influenced by the Stones without a doubt. And they've got some other really good rock and roll stuff. I don't know, Borderlines, for me, it Borderlines hard rock and just rock and roll never crosses over to metal in any way shape or form for me but maybe some of the guitars are hard rocking at times but just a bluesy groove i like it i mean i like this kind of rock and roll sounds good to me and uh so i dig it yeah no i like the choir boys too i was surprised 11 albums they have 11 albums yeah man i had no idea yeah they got a ton of stuff yeah as i said before one of my favorite songs is undercover the night and, uh, you know, I'm doing research for the show here and listening to Undercover the Night and kind of reading up. And then it says, oh, there's a song out there that kind of sounds like it. And I'm like, it does? And the, the heading says, The Cult Dirty Little Rockstar. And I'm like, The Cult had a song that sounds like Undercover the Night? So I go to my iTunes and I have the song. You know, I got 25,000, 30,000 songs, that thing. So I, I don't always know what I have. Because over time, you know, who knows? So I have the song. I'm like, oh, let me put it on. Oh, my gosh. We're going to play Dirty Little Rockstar for you from the album Born Into This from October 2007, the cult's eighth studio album. Here's Dirty Little Rockstar. You tell me if it sounds like Undercover the Night. Go for it.
<laughs> okay, yeah. So I'd never heard this song before. So when I saw you add it to the list, I went out there and Spotified it and listened to it. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit, the beginning of this sounds like Undercover of the Night for sure. Uh, the Cult, not a band that I would ever peg for being Rolling Stones influenced. You know, I would be the first to say uh, ACDC or The Doors or, you know, yeah. stuff like that. But uh, Rolling Stones, not so much. But definitely this song influenced by Undercover of the Night without a doubt, if nothing else. Yeah, yeah. And I, when I was listening to Start Me Up, I'm like, oh, love removal machine. <laughs> It sounds a little like start me up, you know? So I was like, Hmm, this kind of, and you know, when we say influenced by uh, stones influence thousands, yeah, man, right. They're a phenomenal band in music <laughs> history. There's absolutely no doubt. Drink, <laughs> <laughs> drink. <laughs> yeah. But the cult, you know, uh, and I know you're a big fan of the cult and you mm-hmm. know, cult kind of hit and miss for me, but I actually like that song a lot, but it's probably because, I like the other song, so, <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean the cult. The cult. I'm I'm sort of like you with the cult. I mean, I do like the cult, but they're a little bit hit and miss for me too. I mean, uh, you never know what you're going to get with a cult record, and and for me, electric. I was all about electric. I know a lot of people like Sonic Temple, and I I like Sonic Temple too, but uh, yeah. electric was, was my record, and and um, uh, there have been other very good records that they put out and other great songs uh, that have been on records that I really liked. So for sure. Yeah. All right. What you got next? All right, man. So I'm going to go back to England because the theme of my list for the most part is English bands. Almost not quite. I'm going to change it up at the end, but this band was formed in 83 in London, England. It is a band called the Dogs Diamor. Are you familiar with these dudes? I only have the one song, and it happens to be the one you're going to play. Really? Yeah, it's the only song I had. I was trying to choose between a couple songs because they got a handful of songs that I like. I don't like everything that I've heard from these guys, but there's a handful of songs that I like. And for the most part, they've got a pretty uh, straight-ahead rock and roll sound definitely right in that class you know with the choir boys in my opinion uh just kind of a straight up rock and roll guitar tends to be a little distorted and a little hard rocking at times definitely bluesy based so for sure they fit the description and the influence uh by the rolling stones and we are going to play a song called debauchery Yeah. 
So, the reason I have this song, at my first job, uh, I used to work for this retailer, and we would do like fun things at meetings and sometimes do portions of plays and and just kind of fun it up and add the customer service spin or add the sales spin to every holiday season. And my boss was looking for a cool way to say fee five fo fum. <laughs> nice. And that's the only reason I own the song. That's a trip. <laughs> <laughs> so I went and bought the cassette single. I found it at some record store and God. that's why I had it. Damn, I can't believe you found that as a cassette single. <laughs> yeah. If that doesn't fit the growing up rock description, I don't know what does. <laughs> Dogs to more debauchery. Debauchery, yeah. All right, <laughs> sweet. What you got for us? All right, so I'm going to go a little bit off the grown-up rock beaten path here. You know, when we first talked about this, we were always talking about guitar-driven rock. And when you said, you know, about the under the influence, you come up with the idea of the Stones, this was one of the first bands that popped into my head dude don't have us be getting beat up by the fans and listeners when i go outside don't be going off script and getting somebody to give us a blanket party or say bad nasty things and reviews oh, about no. us no 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 <laughs> this is a fun band right i i could immediately picture the singer trying to be mick jagger and then all most of the songs i knew by them were very kind of that simple guitar riff with cool vocal melody and just a simple song that was cool and that's uh that's kind of how i think about the songs like when i hear start me up it's very simple but it's so catchy and it and uh it stood the test of time so the band we're talking about is a jay giles band and you know whether you listen to songs like love stinks or freeze frame they're very stones-esque don't you think I, I don't know about those two songs in particular, but what I will say is, so I'll, I'll dish, I'll, I'll say, I'll say a little bit about Jay Giles band. So Jay Giles band is definitely a band that I would probably consider them a growing up rock band for me because I can remember being in the uh, football and baseball locker rooms in high school, cranking centerfold. Oh my God. <laughs> centerfold played nonstop on some of the freaking beat boxes in the locker rooms for high school. Cause I played high school baseball and football and that song played nonstop. I guess it was a period of time, 80, 81, uh, when that single came out, but I would definitely probably play that on an episode of rock and or rolls, no shame. So I would definitely <laughs> consider that, but the song you're going to play actually straight up rock and roll tune. I dig this tune. So, uh, I'm looking forward for you, uh, to crank this one up. Yeah. So there was an album called Love Stinks from the 1980. Obviously, the biggest song on there was the title track. But there are some great songs on that album. And it's a little less synth than they got into later. So it's a little more rock. And the song I'm going to play for you is called Taking You Down by the Jake Giles Band.
Growing Up Rock and Jay Giles Band. Two things that I never thought I would hear. Yeah, yeah. And if you're ever wondering why, because as you listen to the Jay Giles Band throughout their history, they get to be more and more synth, but there was always keyboards in their heavy. And the reason is, is because Jay Giles actually doesn't write much of the music. Seth, uh, Seth, the keyboard player, I think his last name is like Justin Sin or something like that. He's the guy who writes most of the music. Is I thought he was a guitar player. Isn't Seth the big... No, he's a keyboard player. Uh, who's the guy with the big a... afro? I thought... Uh, well, I don't know what any of these guys look like. Mm. Well, I remember that guy <laughs> from the centerfold video. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You look, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I think he's the keyboard player. And, you know, Peter Wolf obviously wrote yeah. uh, a bunch of it, too, but... Jake Isles didn't write a bunch. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, he passed away not too long ago, I think. Yeah, Seth Justman is his name. Seth right. Justman. Fair enough. Yeah. So, right. cool. good band if you don't have any Jake Isles. You, uh, everybody has to have some Jake Isles. If nothing else, you'd have freeze frame and centerfold for sure. So. Yeah, come on. Who doesn't like the riff and, and love stinks? Yeah. Don't lie. Yeah. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Don't lie out there, listeners. I know, I know we're broadening our listeners' minds as we talk about Jay Giles. Nah. <laughs> I know our listeners listening to a bunch of different stuff, so it's all good. All right. All right. Yawn. So how can I kind of talk about influence uh, bands from the Rolling Stones and not talk about Hanoi Rocks? Hanoi Rocks, I mean – they went on, Hanoi Rocks went on and influenced a bunch of bands from that period of time. Guys like Pretty Boy Floyd and even GNR, I think, were a little influenced by Hanoi Rocks. And so, of course, unfortunately, Hanoi Rocks probably to the majority of people are most famous from the fact that their drummer was killed by Vince Neil in a car wreck. Uh, which yeah, what a is, crappy way to be famous. Yeah, right? which is really unfortunate. And that kind of really sort of broke up the band more or less because they were poised to go on and do some pretty good things at one point in time. But that really, really sidetracked those guys and sort of dismantled the band. Michael Monroe, of course, went on to do a lot of things and is still rocking today and putting out records today, uh, as well as I think Andy McCoy, the guitar player, is doing quite a few things. But Hanoi Rocks, the Finnish rock band, they were formed in, in 79, which, think about it, that was a really long time ago. They were formed in 79, and Razzle, as we said, Nicholas Razzle Dingley uh, was killed in a car accident from Vince Neil. Uh, which kind of sidetracked the band, but they've got a lot of uh, stuff out. I remember the video for Around the Bend, which was the Credence Clearwater tune. They did a cover of that, and I remember seeing that video on like Headbangers Ball and stuff like that, which it wasn't really my favorite song. They've got much better stuff than that, in my opinion. What do you know about this band, Sonny? What's your full disclosure? I labeled these guys as like punk almost and never gave them a shot. And then until I heard some Michael Monroe solo stuff, mm -hmm. then I'm like, oh, that guy's not too bad. Where's that guy from? And then come to find out 
that he's from Hanoi Rocks. I just don't know a ton of their music. I know more Michael Monroe solo stuff than I do Hanoi Rocks. It's a shame, to be honest. Right, right, right. And hopefully you'll go back and listen to some stuff now at this point, right? Yeah, definitely. (laughs) So 12 Shots on the Rock. This is a song, and I could have picked a couple of songs, but I wanted to pick this one because I dug it. This is a song called What You Want from 12 Shots on the Rocks. That song is totally Stones. Like, if I didn't know it was Hanoi Rocks, I would have thought it was a Rolling Stones song. Right. Yeah, it's it's right there. And I, I don't know why I labeled them punk. It must have been, you know, what, what happened to me a lot when I was uh, kind of just first starting to listen to music and kind of paving my way on what I liked and what I didn't like, is if it was the first song I heard I didn't like, I wrote off the band because I wanted to move on to the next thing which I guess a lot of people do that. I just did a lot of that early, and then I never kind of went back. Well, you know, I would kind of understand Michael Monroe's image is a little, 
it's a little tough to take if you don't know him, right? Because he's got the bleach yeah. blonde hair, he's got makeup. So I could see where his image sometimes borderlines like a little bit punk maybe, but you know, he also borderlines yeah. Bowie. It also borderlines yeah. Steven Tyler and Mick Jagger. It borderlines a lot of things. So definitely um, the sound is not punk to me really but yeah no that's fair that's fair so what you got all right so the next one that i'm gonna play for you is from one of my all-time favorite debut albums i don't think there's a bad song on this album and i'm talking about the black crows so i know we got a bunch of black crows fans out there that first album especially they got more southern rock almost later and they've got elements of that in their first album. But that first album's very bluesy, and it sounds a lot like the Stones, don't you think? Totally, 150%. And, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, before they even came out, because they're from Atlanta, so I was, you know, we were hanging out in the same circles being here in Atlanta in that period of time. And so we pegged them as a Stones ripoff band from the get-go. And I'll say this, at one point in time, I was not a Black Crows fan because we were traveling in a lot of the same circles and I kind of wrote them off as a Stones ripoff band. I really did. And uh, that was my immaturity. But over the years, man, I've really become a big Black Crows fan. I think that those first three records, really, I, I love those first three records. The first record is great, but I, I really loved the second one and the third one as well. Yeah, so on the first album, you know, there was a couple of hits, and uh, most people tend to talk about Hard to Handle or She Talks to Angels. But my favorite song on that album is actually the one we're going to play for you, Twice as Hard by the Black Crows.
Yeah, I love that song. Good bluesy groove. I mean, you could have played a lot of a lot of songs. I would have loved to have heard you play uh, "Stare It Down." Oh uh, yeah, it's a great song. That's a great it's, song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, it's just something about this this the vocal melody in this song. It's a. I think it has that southern element too, and it's a little. It drags a little, and mm-hmm. there's just something about it that really catches me. Yeah, I mean, it's a slide guitar at the beginning, and so yeah. so uh, bluesy and dirty, swamp yeah. swampy almost. Yeah, there you go. You know, so awesome or phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. <laughs> drink, drink, drink. So when we posted this thing uh, to kind of talk about this, we we got all kinds of input from people, and there are just tons. You know, we we posted on Facebook page. We we asked people. We said, "What what bands from the late seventies, eighties, and nineties? What hard rock and metal bands do we think were influenced by the Stones?" We flat out asked that, uh, and we got all kinds of response. Some of them pretty straight up and and i identified with it immediately and some of them i was like okay that's interesting really (laughs) you know i and i'm not saying wrong or right i'm just i'm just asking so somebody shouted out more than one person shouted out kiss and i'm like okay off the top of my head i'm not sure but I asked, I said, well, what, what song in particular? And, uh, we got some response. I saw Mr. Speed. I saw what else? Strutter. 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 Um, what else did somebody point out? I see Mr. Speed. I kind of get that one. I don't know that I necessarily get the Strutter reference. Yeah. Those are the two that I remember. And it was, uh, and you know, all, all these folks had different ones, but Mick Watkins and Robert Irwine said kiss and i'm like oh you know i don't know about paul and gene but ace fits the bill like he he seems like a stones guy yeah you know, oh so, for sure yeah uh, and we'll get into that a little bit later on on the historic moment as well but yeah. there's a couple that i didn't know like do you know who broken english is no clue so okay. uh if Stuart ashley's listening let us know who broken english is because i don't know who that is yeah because because all I think about is modern English, which obviously I know they're no freaking Stones ripoff. They were an alternative band. And, and then I was thinking it was bad English, but they're not a Stones ripoff. So. No. Uh, Leonard, <laughs> Leonard Skinner, Samuel Wetz, Leonard Skinner. You know, I guess I kind of see a couple of those uh, tunes. They got the swampy uh, guitar and the bluesy guitar and the slide and stuff, which is kind of what we just talked about with the Black Crows. So Yeah. Yeah, I guess I kind of see it. Humble pie in the faces goes without saying. Yeah, Jim James Swartz said that one. Yeah, those those made sense to me completely. Yeah, choir boys and um, Gilby Clark and Izzy Stradlin. So I was going to talk about Izzy Stradlin and give him a shout out because definitely listen to Izzy Stradlin and the Juju Hounds or um, some of his uh, just Izzy Stradlin solo stuff. Definitely stones influenced for sure he was probably the the most stones influenced member of guns and roses in my opinion yeah david hudson uh put those two out he also well of course he said black crows too because he's a of he's course a david, of course david fan. said crows yeah. yeah of course and he's not wrong yeah he's not 
Guns N' Roses, I said, me personally, they were one of the bands that I was looking at maybe playing because they did a cover of Sympathy for the Devil for the interview with the Vampire soundtrack that was really good. So I know that they're influenced by the Stones and other ways to listen to some of the really early stuff like off of uh, Uzi Suicide. Mick Watkins, Neil Bees, Jeffrey Lloyd Schneider, Robert Orwin, they all agreed with you. I agreed with you. I was going to play... Uh used to love her because it sounds like dead flowers to me it sure does too i listened to dead flowers earlier today as a matter of fact faster pussycat i definitely see that especially that first faster pussycat record for sure yeah if nothing else they lived the lifestyle travis west was dead on on that one oh yeah i mean that first (laughs) record for sure uh is definitely stones influenced Supergrass, i thought was an interesting choice you know who they are, Steve Baccaro, and you are the only ones then, because I never heard of them. Yeah, I've heard of Supergrass. I, I don't know that I necessarily see the Stones' influence, but I, I'll be honest, I'm not um, educated enough with Supergrass material to make that yeah. call, so I'll have to go back and listen to the, some of that. Stars. I don't know who they are either. So you don't know who the stars Derek are? Nope. No, Derek right. Novak and you are the only two Stars fans. Oh, no, no, we're not. Talk to, <laughs> to Sinzak. He knows who the Stars are. <laughs> Dude, there's a lot of people that know who the Stars are. Maybe I'm on the out. I'm not in the know there. Well, especially being a Kiss fan like you are, I'm surprised that you, you hadn't heard of the Stars because they're kind of in with like Angel and that, that whole time period. Oh, really? Yeah. Dude, I'm surprised you don't know who the stars are. But anyway, Tesla and Poison. Yeah, I was surprised on that. Peter uh, Ratray, uh, he had a few, but Tesla and Poison were a couple of them. I don't really see it in Tesla. Poison maybe lived the lifestyle. Maybe CeCe. Is CeCe a Stones fan? Uh, Could be. I mean, I could see that. Maybe New York Dolls, without a doubt. I don't even have to think twice about that. New York Dolls, for sure, were influenced. Um, yeah, Gary Rothwell, Zap Niles, Mark Brown yeah. said New York Dolls. Sinzak and Zap Niles also said Hanoi Rocks, so they're right there. Yeah, Sinzak called out Hanoi Rocks right from the get-go. I 100% agreed with him for sure. I had that one pegged from the beginning. Yeah. So, um, What would you think about Sam Smith's Deep Purple? I don't get that one. Which, what song in particular, What what is it? The sound? It's not the look. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. No, they were to me. Deep Purple was much more technical and too. I don't know. I don't. I don't get that one. I'm not saying it's not there. He he might be able to call my attention to a song, uh, yeah. but I don't know. There's there's definitely some bands like I would shout out to Michael Monroe's solo stuff. I would shout out to the Biters. Definitely Aerosmith. Don't have right. to think twice about that. Cinderella, influenced by the Stones, without a doubt. Tom Kiefer, huge Stones fan. Huge Stones fan. Listen to Everybody Needs a Little Shelter. Come on. That's totally Stones influenced. (laughs) Now you got that stupid song on my head. A little shelter. I mean, I'm not wrong, right? That's all I can hear in the back of my head now. (laughs) But you hear that. That's total Stones, right? Yeah, yeah. Ginger Wildheart, the Wildhearts, without a doubt. That's somebody that should get on the Stones influence wagon. Dan Beard and the Georgia Satellites, for sure, is a fan of the Stones. 
some of his solo stuff, definitely Stones influenced. Yeah. Uh, we already said Guns N' Roses. Any other mentions you want to want to shout out to? Yeah, Neil B said Thunder. I don't know a lot about Thunder. I like Thunder a lot. I don't I yeah. don't necessarily get the the Stones thing, but I'm not saying he's yeah. wrong. The Thunder has a lot of stuff out, and I have a lot of it, but I don't have it all. And Neil's definitely a Thunder uh, freak. Neil, what Thunder stuff reminds you of Stones? And I was going to bring up Motley Crue. Robert Irwin said Motley Crue, and especially Theater of Pain's got a lot of Stones in it. I don't I know. Nicky writes all the stuff, and he hadn't talked too much about being a Stones fan. So I'm not saying he's not. He just, yeah. you know, he was more into the Sweet and stuff like that. And I don't know that Sweet was really influenced by the Stones, but Stones' reach is so far, so far in a way. Could be. Hey, you know what time it is? It's time for your historic moment on Growing Up Rock. All right. So for the historic moment, um, we were talking about Dynasty earlier and how I kind of, I'm like, uh, Jaggers and Richard wrote a song that Ace is singing? That's crazy, right? So, But I didn't want to play the Dynasty version because it's a little bit slower. So we actually want to play 2000 Man, and we're going to pick the unplugged version uh, off the 96 album. So let's go with 2000 Man by our friend Ace Fraley from Kiss Unplugged. One, two, three. <laughs>
Okay. So, full disclosure. <laughs> I'm going to need you to give me that song again in the Dropbox. <laughs> it's in there. I, th- I put it in there. <laughs> well, I'm going to need you to give it back to me, and here's why. Oh. Because I actually deleted it because I thought it was the Dynasty version, which I already had. <laughs> and I and I don't have this version. So. Okay. You got to get this album, man. <laughs> the Unplugged record? Yeah. Dude, it's acoustic it's awesome. guitar. It's phenomenal. <laughs> Drink. <laughs> No, Kiss, you know, it was, I mean, if you think about the four original members, right, you got Gene, is kind of more Beatles guy, you got Paul, that was more the Zeppelin, Who guy, I think Ace probably was a combination of things, but he definitely lived the Rolling Stones lifestyle, and he's got, a, he's got Richards in his playing, that's for sure, and then you got, you know, Peter Chris, who's kind of the Krupa jazz guy. It was an interesting mix, and maybe that's what the magic Alexa was that created what they are. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. I mean, you you pegged it. Gene, Gene's a Beatles guy. Paul is definitely um, a Zeppelin. I, I would say Humble Pie more so than Oh than, yeah, um, there you go. The yeah. Who. He's definitely a Humble Pie, Steve Marriott guy. And then Ace, for sure. Uh, I see the Stones and Ace and Keith Richards in particular, for sure. Yeah. I see that. I mean, I think Zeppelin too, but I think the Stones, you nailed it. That's it, man. That's, that's, a, that's a wrap. This show has been phenomenal, Sonny. Yes, and the idea was phenomenal, and we will have more phenomenal Under the Influence episodes later on in life i know hit us up tell us what you think the next iconic band we should we should follow up with that's been influential just a a heads up not kiss nothing against (laughs) kiss but good god (laughs) let some other podcast do it let's let's talk about somebody else because kiss has influenced billions (laughs) maybe one day we will out of fun maybe one day we will but not off the top for sure so um that's it man what else what else we want to hit up before we we get out of here uh well we gotta do shake rat and roll well yeah we say we always say that for last though is there anything that's true is there anything we want to cover before we uh we shake rattle and roll our asses out of here no, just uh, like us on the Facebook page. Uh, thanks for all of the retweets and the shares. We appreciate it. You know, trying to grow our podcast. And the cool part about the feedback that I get a lot of the time is that our ideas are different. And uh, I will tell you, most of the ideas, Steve is the, Steven's the idea guy. There's no doubt about that. But uh, that's the most phenomenal part of the feedback that I get is that it's different and it's not like every other rock podcast. Yeah, I mean, we try we try to do our own thing. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say, hey, uh, there's not something that's touched on. But I've always said this from day one, which is you can have – 10 podcasts cover the same subject. Every one of them is going to cover it differently because we all individuals that have a different take on music and it affects each one of us in a different way, shape and form. Right. 
So I will carry that to the end with me. And it's what music means to each one of us individual that makes the show different. You've heard Sonny and I both talk about it where Hollywood doesn't mind his ballads and, and his Jeff Scott Sotos and his Richie Cotsons and uh, all his, his love affairs with these, these folks and that. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I love that new Jeff Scott Soto song, by the way. But I'm, I'm a old school Van Halen you know, ACDC kind of guy. And, uh, Sonny likes some of that stuff too, but that's, that's what I came up on, man. I'm what three, four, five years earlier than Sonny. Uh, so that's, that's my jam. That's my jam. <laughs> that's phenomenal. My jam. <laughs> <laughs> phenomenal drink. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think we said phenomenal a hundred times. I'm sure we will get some feedback saying, no, nah, it was 86 times. You need to say it 14 more yep. times. Somebody count them up. Let us know how many times we said that word. I won't use it again. I won't use it again. Somebody tell us how many times we said that word. And somebody please get on Facebook and let us know what you're interested in and what you want us to cover. Maybe what the next episode of uh, Under the Influence is going to be. Who should we explore? under the influence uh next or of course probably next month maybe december it might be time for another episode of this ain't no disco which year should we cover what year oh, oh. should we cover you already That'd got one fun. don't you no no I, okay. i'm good with any year it doesn't matter to me all right me neither so what year should we cover on this ain't no disco? I think we need to probably do in this ain't no disco episode maybe in December. We'll see. Yeah, definitely. But anyway, uh, it's been fun. It's been real. It's been phenomenal. And it's time <laughs> to shake, rattle, and roll. Until next week, that's all I got from me. Sonny, all right, good? sir. Have a fun. Have a phenomenal week. We will talk to you later. All right. Get ready to shuffle, rattle, and roll. Play us out, boys.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.